Hello, Pat the Warren Podcast. This is Matt Warren. It is November 9th, 2020 on a Monday afternoon around 520. Hope everyone had a wonderful day. This is episode 74. I want to title this one, Suit Up, Pray Up, and Let the Fingers Do the the Typing. So last night I spent about 45 minutes on Sunday night uh, meeting with my sponsor on the phone and we were going through my amends list of people I've got to make, uh, you know, uh, step nine amends to and it was, uh, there's about 26 people left on the list. And these are the ones that, like, when I first started this process, they were, you know, four or fives on the scale of a one through five, um, meaning one is the easiest. You could do it tomorrow or any time, really. And a five being, I don't see myself ever making an amends to this person. It's going to be incredibly difficult. So... Um, the, the fours and the fives work their way down to twos and threes. And then now there's about six or seven that are number ones on the list. And it was really nice to be able to uh, share with him about some of these and, and just go through some of them. One of them was uh, a boss of mine from the past. And The other one was uh, a client that I tried to sell and he, he wanted me to give a evening dinner and I didn't show up for the dinner because I forgot about it and he called like an hour beforehand to make sure it was on and I couldn't do it so I sent one of my main sales guys to do it. Uh, he didn't bring any food like he was supposed to. It was just a fail, all around fail. Um, and he's an old fraternity brother of mine too, so I'm trying to trying to make it right and, and fix that uh, so that it's not awkward. Because I'm going to see him again one day, hopefully. Uh, so what he said to do was just treat it like the rest of them. You know, uh, writing them a nice letter would really be something that they could. Um, put on their desk and think about responding and uh, you know deal with after they've thought about your response and prayed on it maybe but they could you know it's not like a message on social media or a phone call where it could be awkward like you're trying to get something from them and then leave a message so he he said I, I would just stick with the what's working and that's the letter stick with writing him a letter and he said it a couple times during the, the call, and that's why I want to title this this podcast episode. Uh, he, he kept saying, suit up, pray up, and let the fingers do the typing. He was trying he, he, he was trying to explain to me that he actually said, write the person's name down on a piece of paper next to you so that it's beside you. And look at the letter template that you've already got going 
and just read it. And if there's anything that needs to be changed or added or taken away from there, uh, after you have suited up, prayed up, and let the fingers do the talking. And he's like, it, it, it'll fill itself out. And then just put it in the mail, you know, pr hit print. He said, you're pretty good at hitting print, folding it up, putting it in the mail, right? It was just felt so good to have somebody that I could trust that I know is not taking advantage of, of me or wants anything in return. You know, he was all ears. He wanted to know the little details of how I used to work for a place that had nine family members, you know, and how this letter might be passed around to the family members. He wanted to know little details like, um, you know, what did this HR manager do to you or what did you do to him that you feel like you need to apologize for? You know, what did, what exactly was said to, to this person or, or what exactly did you do to this person? Like, and then he'll ask a question or two back, you know, it just shows he's listening. He wants me to be better. He wants me to heal from these wounds. Um, what I've been doing is making an Excel spreadsheet and out beside the person's name, I've got a ranking one through five, like I mentioned, and I save the latest version as I get done updating the amends spreadsheet. Uh, I'll update it with the date at the top. So what'll be interesting is to go back to March or so, or maybe before that of this year, 2020, you know, go back and look at what numbers I had beside people as far as how difficult it would be to make an amends to them. I think that's going to be fascinating. Uh, I'm going to work through this list. And what's also really fun too is like, for example, there was one person who I decided, for example, I'm going to send an amends letter to my old boss. But the person under him on the list was that I needed to make an amends to this other guy named Tim, who was like the HR director. And I, I really feel like we, after talking it through with my sponsor last night, I really feel like that one is going to be taken care of by doing the one to my boss and putting in there that if he feels like he should show this to any any family members or associates there at the company, it's a big company. If, if he feels like he needs to show this or tell it to anybody there, feel free to do so. Um, that'll he'll take it to the HR director for sure. Um, you, you know, it was also good to see how I had a pattern of working for somebody and building something on the side, like waiting for that chance to break away and go after something bigger and better and kind of like screw the person <laughs> that I'm working for, but do just enough 
to keep them to stay employed, you know. And that dishonesty is shocking. Um, I didn't really see it before yesterday. And I don't know if it comes back to the what book story that I've said a couple times. Being that my brother was working on going off to college and kind of left the business with me and I bought him the business from him, but he had no books. It's kind of like he was working on something other than our business. I don't know if I'm scarred from that or what. Um, so it was interesting to, to process that though. Um, I, I heard recently that all trauma is not being seen and not being heard. How many times growing up as the middle child who was the people pleaser was I, you know, not heard or not seen? You know, that trauma of just wanting to be seen, just wanting to be heard, but I just falling into the middle, you know, just getting lost in the in the chaos of the older brother and the younger sister. Uh, I think that there's a lot there. The media the medium of these meetings is identification. So being able to identify with other people and, you know, my sponsor being able to identify with what I was saying because he's hired people and fired people and he's worked his steps. Um, The medium of the meeting is identification. Uh, There was a comment last night about, you know, I had no boundaries with my siblings growing up as I was a, as I was a young child growing up. Um, I remember in our in the house in North Carolina that we had to stay at when I was in second grade. I had to share a room with my sister, and I remember very distinctly putting masking tape down down the middle of the room. Um, so that my sister would stay on her side and it was my way of trying to just get a little bit of privacy and a little bit of boundaries about around my stuff and my my life Um, I also remember you know my brother getting this huge room over the garage when the opening came up because he was the older child it was like he just got stuff first (laughs) and got stuff because he was the older child and I, I, I resented that so much uh, yeah it, and then I, I've, I've learned that I'm having a like that I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience um, more and more I need to take care of my spiritual uh, connection with the higher power and my my, my self-esteem will be higher uh, and it'll translate into this physical experience. Uh, One guy said yesterday in the meeting after the serenity prayer, he said, you know, one thing that I've heard recently is that instead of saying, thy will not mine be done, say, thy will and mine be one. 
I thought that was really awesome. Um, external validation is a huge part of my story. All through life, I felt like I've had to get an attaboy from mom or dad or my brother uh, or my granddad. You know, external validation. Whether it's social media, whether it's my parents, whether it's a client, whether it's doing a really good job, just so people would say, good job. Uh, I went to any length to get that external validation. It was such a huge part of my story from such an early age. And I'm seeing that right now. Uh, somebody said last night that their mom put put that shit in a box and 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 solved it. I'm not going to go into this one right now, but what he was basically saying was that when his mom got around to talking about him realizing that he was gay or him uh, realizing that he was considering looking at men, he was such a young, a young boy, age seven. His mom just came and told him, uh, I read your diary and I saw where you, you said you were that you thought you were gay you're you know you, you can't be gay until high school right uh, and he he felt crushed to say the least but what he realized was that his mom had just tried to put that issue in a box and put a bow on it and be done with it and solve it uh, I can relate to that kind of thing very much uh you know, growing up, I was told one time by my dad, when we were having the sex talk, he said, hey boy, just remember, keep your penis in your pocket. And, uh, you know, that was it. <laughs> that was the sex talk. Uh, and what it felt like was what this guy last night was talking about when his mom just put it in a box and I kind of crossed it off the list I felt like I got that talk crossed off the list of my dad's plate and it, that was it you know that's all we need to talk about that just keep it in your pocket <laughs> uh, you, I didn't, you can't just put it in a box like that you know you can't just put it in a box and act like it's over uh, to, to, to young boys that are curious and I guess we'll just leave it to the internet and magazines for him to figure everything out on his own. Uh, so I I I, I want to stop here because I, I there's a lot of other stuff to talk about, but I think that remembering when it comes time to these amends and moving past a lot of trauma that I'm going to just suit up, pray it up and let God do the typing. These amends, that's the best way to do it. I don't need to overthink it. I need to pray about it, type it up, send it to my sponsor for approval and then move on to the next one. Take my feelings out of it. This has nothing to do with 
the specifics of what I did wrong three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. This has nothing to do with the specifics. This is simply to say, I'm sorry for all of those things. I'm moving on. You know, I'm cleaning off my side of the street. I don't care what your side of the street looks like. I can't control your side of the street. I'm not going to have expectations. Nothing. Uh, And lastly, I'll leave you with a response that I got back today from one of the amends that I sent. And I think it's awesome. Um, He said, Matt, thank you for your letter. Congratulations on recovery program. No that is huge for your family thankful God is a forgiving God and I forgave you a while back as he continually forgives me take care and wish your family the best I just I'm so moved by that um And I wrote back and I said, thank you. I appreciate the message so much. Thanks for all you did and tried to do for us. All the best going forward. Yes, it's like I have a new life today. And for that, I am forever grateful. See you around the neighborhood. Thanks so much, everybody. If this could be of some benefit to you, hit subscribe up and share it with a friend. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.